How many times have you heard someone say, just think positive, or, hey, it'll all work out for the best? Hi, I'm Darren Steele, and this is Think Queerly, a podcast that empowers LGBTQ2 thought leadership and creative expression to cultivate inclusion, diversity, understanding, and social change for universal human dignity. Today's episode is about positive thinking, if you didn't sort of figure that out already. It's why positive thinking is a waste of your time. Because positive thinking does nothing to improve physical and emotional well-being. Now, you might already know this, and this might be entirely new to you. In fact, I would invite you to have an open mind if you think or believe that positive thinking is the way that you're going to be happy and joyful all the time. You'll find out what I mean in just a moment. I opened up with these cliches like just think positive or it'll all work out for the best. Now let's think about the example of the person who hears these expressions and they think to themselves, okay, well, I've just got to hunker down. I've got to think positive about, you know, my goals and I got to think positive about, you know, life's going to be great and it's all going to work out. Now, what happens to them when they fail? miserably? How do they feel criticizing themselves for not having having been able to actually successfully think positively enough, and then they wind up blaming themselves as if there was something inherently wrong with who they were because they couldn't think positive? Here's the thing. You just need to think positive is unclear. What exactly does it mean? What is the practice being suggested specifically about thinking positive? And what exactly are positive thoughts? Now, positive thinking is not going to lead to transformational change that improves your well-being. And more specifically, positive thinking does not affect the neuroplasticity of your brain that will have a positive effect on your behaviors and feelings over the long term. So I'm going to get a little bit more into the neuroscience of things without getting complicated in just a moment. It's important to recognize that there are no such thing as positive or negative thoughts per se. Like, there's no positive or negative emotions either. Our emotions are action programs within our physical body that are generally triggered by external stimuli Uh, things that are happening outside of us, and they are perceived or remembered. And that's what triggers these emotions. Action programs are kind of like the software that make us work and help us maintain homeostatic balance within the body, things like breathing and the release of hormones. Now, what we label as positive or negative thoughts or positive or negative emotions are simply categories and descriptions, the language that we use to label or to apply a judgment. But action programs within our body, within our biology, are physiological responses to our environment, both what's happening inside of us and outside of us. And that's what seeks to restore and maintain a healthy, fully functioning system. 
What we need to do instead is to appreciate the experience of the feeling or the emotion. Now, the assumption with positive thinking is that when you practice it, your life's going to get better. Now, don't get me wrong. There's something to be said about what we think as in the kind or quality of thoughts and, you know, whether or not you're putting a positive spin on situations as they arise instead of constantly seeking the negative. But if you want to improve your well-being, your physical and emotional well-being, and if you want to experience and enjoy more peace of mind, calmness, happiness, you actually need to focus specifically on what you're feeling and your emotions. You need to learn how to practice the appreciation of the experience of what you are feeling in the moment that it happens in how it relates to the positive experience as they happen in your life. So, yes, I'm using this word positive a lot, but a a positive experience is a way of labeling an experience as one we want to have, okay? Which is very different than thinking positively as an action. Emotions are different than thoughts because they have duration and they have durability. When you think about something it's fleeting at best. Our thoughts come and go. If you've ever practiced any kind of meditation, you can attest to the truth of this. You know, in one moment, moment your, your brain seems clear and you're going along and you're noticing the in-breath and you notice the quality of the out-breath. And then suddenly you catch yourself realizing you've had this conversation in your brain with your partner about an argument that you had yesterday. And you're like, ah, crap, go back to my breathing. Count my in-breath, one. Count my out-breath, one. Count my next in-breath, two. And then suddenly you're distracted again, right? And you wonder, how is it that all these thoughts can overwhelm your capacity to simply pay attention to your breathing? Or similarly, You've probably had a great idea, and you made a mental note not to forget it, but then you forgot the idea. And that's the problem with thoughts. They're fleeting, and alone, they can't affect how we feel. Or rather, they can't affect our emotions when they come from our drives. So how? (laughs) How how do you actually do the thing that positive thinking has been telling you you were supposed to be doing. Well, here's the alternative practice to positive thinking that actually works. And it's really simple. It might sound complex, but it is really simple. You focus on and you extend the duration of your preferred emotions and feelings. You focus on and you extend the duration. You extend the appreciation of the duration of your preferred emotions and feelings. Okay, so if you want to improve your well-being and the quality of your thoughts, you need to continually reinforce empowering, compassionate, calm, joyful feelings in response to all of the positive moments in your life. And the more you practice this as it happens, then you will be able to 
continually alter the neuroplasticity of your brain for the better. And what that means is that you're just, it's like going to the gym and strengthening up muscles by doing squats two or three times a week. You're going to get stronger muscles. You're going to break down what is actually happening is you're breaking down muscle fibers and they're building back more fibers. Well, in the brain, you're creating more and new wiring. And if you're creating this wiring around what it is you want to feel most of the time, you get more wiring that leads to creating more of that um, state of emotion. So in other words, you focus on the daily practice of deeply feeling positive experiences instead of thinking positively. So here's the how-to. Now, what grounds this process is mindfulness, and it is something I spoke about uh, a couple of episodes ago, uh, the Pema Children uh, book, Not Causing Harm. And mindfulness is just this being aware of what's going on in our mind, what's going on in our body. And the more you do that, the more inner awareness you have. And that gives you the capacity to decide what you want to do. So if you're sad or upset or angry, you can consider, well, how do I change this emotional state for how I would prefer to feel? So start with your breathing. This isn't the only thing, but start with your breathing. Just take a few minutes to let go of what's happening in the world to pay attention to your breathing, because that really helps us focus also on what's happening inside of our body and what's happening inside of our mind. It'll give us a sense of, are we feeling a lot of physical tension as a result of stress? It'll give us a sense of how fast our heart is beating. It'll give us a sense of how much of a jumble, how much of a distracted mess of thoughts are flying about in our head. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Just sit down somewhere that's comfortable for you and sit upright, have good posture, or you can be outside walking somewhere calm and peaceful in nature, in a park, in a forest. But just notice each breath as it comes in and goes out. Don't force it. Don't judge it. Don't analyze it. Just notice it. Try and notice the quality of your breathing without any judgment. And then pay attention. What's happening to your body while you breathe? You might just be simply noticing, oh, I'm really breathing in my chest. Maybe I'm going to try and breathe down more deeply into my belly. I heard they said breathe like the Buddha, Buddha belly breathing, whatever. But just notice and focus on your breathing and, and see and feel how things slow down and realize or pay attention to and appreciate how that makes you feel. So when you find the emotional responses and the feelings that make you feel well, like calmness and peace of mind, embrace that feeling for 15 to 20 seconds. Just try and stay with how that feels. Try and hold on to that feeling or emotion without letting it go. And if you get distracted, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Because if you judge yourself for being distracted and not being able to hold on to the 15 and 20 seconds, you're uh, kind of uh, wrecking this process because then you might get into judgment and um, creating emotions for yourself that you're trying to avoid. 
You just want to notice the feeling. Pay attention to its quality, the, the, the tone, the hedonic tone. How good does it feel? And other sensations that might be apparent on your body. Here's a few more examples or different practices that you can pay attention to that will that you can use to improve your feelings of well-being. Now, whatever your sport or preferred athletic or fitness activity is, whether that be cycling or rowing or weightlifting or yoga or dance, when you really get into it and you really enjoy that physical activity, have you ever got lost in the moment? That's a wonderful place to be. You're actually in flow state and that is almost doing what we're talking about here without you having to consciously think about it. But when you come out of that flow state and you're still feeling really good and you realize you're having a wonderful state of mind and and physical experience, this is a good time to practice. Just get into what those positive sensations and feelings are for 15 to 20 seconds. It's kind of the magic number, 10, 15 20 seconds. Just go deep into holding on to those qualities of feelings and how you experience them in and on your body and how your mind is responding to the paying attention to and the appreciation of what that feels like. Enjoy it. Maybe after your workout, you've had the emotional satisfaction of, ah, I feel so good. I took care of myself today. Get into that feeling of satisfaction for 10 or 20 seconds, which works towards improving the neuroplasticity in your brain that will help cultivate more awareness of and experience of overall happiness and well-being. If someone pays you a compliment, it's so easy to say, okay, thanks, and move on. What if both verbally or inwardly you think and you say, Thank you. That really means a lot to me. I appreciate that you took the time to tell me what that means or or what I mean to you. That makes me feel appreciated, cared for, loved, accepted. Now, it jumping out of delivering this podcast to you, when I said that, I was imagining something that someone said to me yesterday that was a compliment. And I started to actually feel um, something welling up in my chest. You'd call it the heart area, which was just pure appreciation. That kind of physical response and really focusing on that and holding on to that, attuning to that is the gist, the nature, the core of this experience that you want to have for yourself. So a compliment, just walking outside and hearing a bird chirping in the tree and listening to the quality of that and how that maybe puts a smile on your face and calms you down, your favorite piece of music and how that moves you into an emotional state of pleasure or joy. This practice of appreciation is so easy. It doesn't take much time and it doesn't take any effort. It's not hard. You just have to remember to practice with frequency every day, several times a day, as much as it comes up. It's a case of more is better, and it's incredible how much this this can improve your well-being, your peace of mind. Just notice the positive experiences events and events as they show up in your life and appreciate 
the positive emotional response and feel it for 10 to 20 seconds. Coming back to or substantiating this practice and and the, the why a little bit more. Why thinking positively doesn't create lasting change in the brain. As I said already, thinking positively is abstract because it doesn't put into play any kind of strategy, any kind of habit or behavior that will make you feel the way that you want to feel. It doesn't create any rewiring in the brain to that effect. And the more you focus on lived positive experiences and associate those experiences with the positive feelings that relate to them, you can change your neuroplasticity. Now, there's a really incredible, I didn't even know this until I was doing some research for this episode, there's a really significant benefit to this practice, and that over time, the part of your brain that's called the insular cortex starts to thicken. Like I was saying, you work out a muscle, that muscle uh, strengthens and becomes larger. Same thing with certain parts of the brain. As the insular cortex thickens with more synapses, this part of the brain develops the capacity for experiencing more empathy. That to me is incredible. Think about the benefits and the impact of having more empathy. Not only does it make you feel good, but the more you focus on appreciating at a physical level, the feelings that bring you happiness, peace of mind, and calm, the more you develop the capacity for empathy. The more empathy you're capable of feeling, the greater connection, acceptance, and caring you're going to have for other people. That goes a long way to creating more acceptance and inclusion, doesn't it? More empathy leads to greater understanding for others. It reduces that aspect of someone being othered. Think about this. Have you ever been around someone who is highly empathetic at a time when you were struggling emotionally, maybe you were really depressed, really sad for some reason, maybe something terrible had happened, and this person showed you how empathetic they were for your situation. How did that make you feel? In that moment, did you feel seen, heard, understood, accepted, cared for, or loved? And did you feel, or did you move from feeling sad or upset into feeling, if not better about yourself, then safer, less upset that someone was there to help? So if we think about the common good and all the struggles and the challenges that are happening in the world right now, imagine the world if we practiced and experienced more empathy. For the universal common good, I believe we need to adopt more humane practices like understanding that will lead to greater understanding for each other. And these are simply core human open-hearted practices that cultivate greater humility, impartiality, and harmony, which are all antidotes to hatred, prejudice, and oppression. I'm not saying it's going to be easy work but it can make a huge difference in creating connection with another person. But we have to pay attention to and practice appreciating more moments of happiness and joy as they show up in our lives, no matter how small. 
And as we continue to develop empathy, this powerful, empowering feeling will lead to greater acceptance, connection, respect, and love for the dignity of other human beings. And that's what can make you a leader that other people are inspired to follow. Not as someone who's going to stand up above them, but someone for whom they follow as an example. Because with more human dignity, there is no other in the pejorative or dehumanizing sense. Instead, there's only another person. Someone not unlike yourself, who is just as deserving of peace of mind and happiness and freedom. What's been your biggest insight from this? And which one of these practices can you put into play? And what can you do to remind yourself to pay attention throughout the day? Even if it's as something as like a, a band-aid on your finger or a rubber band around your wrist and practice this for a week or two. Even journaling gratitude and really feeling for that 10 to 20 second count what that's like and and how that moves you inside is a valuable practice. I'd love to hear, if you put this into practice, your results. Until next time, take good care.